Happy Valentine's Day. You're listening to Diligent Loiter. Diligentloiter.com. We're serious about doing nothing. This is episode 105 with Dan Shalino. Hi, Dan. Hey. How are you? Hey, Dan. I'm well. Happy Valentine's Day, Dan. Thanks, Joe. Will you be our Valentine? Oh, Oh, you know it. Awesome. Very awesome. I'm glad you were able to come in today. That's fun. Yeah, Yeah, thanks for having me. Speaking of Dan Shalino, remember at um, the karaoke wedding how every time Dan requested a song, you purposely pronounced his last name wrong? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Dan Scalino, Scalino, uh, Scoliano. Scoliosis. <laughs> uh, Sciolino. Dan Sciolino, come on Skiolino. <laughs> yeah. That's so much fun. I loved it. It was oh, great. Yeah. There's so many iterations. Mike, so many. You're married to me. You know how to pronounce our last name. Like, I'm doing it on purpose. Uh, it's true. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is Valentine's Day. So that's that's fun. Valentine's Day is fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the day after Valentine's Day is more fun. Yeah, you know what we're doing, Dan? What are you doing? We're going shopping for Valentine's Day candy tomorrow and giving it to each other on Sunday because it's cheat day. Well, Saturday. We're switching it up. Oh, Saturday. yeah, Saturday. But we're going to go and I'm going to get be discounted. the biggest candy heart box ever for half, for half, off. half off. That's not too bad. No, so, it's a great yeah. deal. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that means you get the same amount of candy for half price or twice as much candy. I like the twice as much candy. Yeah. It's like when you get a coupon for, for 20% off of wine. Yeah. And it's really a coupon for 20% more wine. We get this True. in the middle. Uh 240% more wine. So, well, yeah. yeah. We're like, well, I'm going to save some money, so I might as well spend get a, get even an extra more. bottle, you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing we did last year with the candy, we were watching at CVS. They had the big box, like the big heart candy box. The diabetes in a box. Yeah, the ridiculously yeah. big. And it kept staying there because they didn't have the price on it. It yeah. just said... 50% off. And then a week later, 60% off. We got it for what? 75% off. And it yeah. was like a $20. Well, did you just go up like percentage every week or so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until okay. it sold. Yeah. But they didn't have, cause things. they push, they shove it all into one area. Mm-hmm. So oh, okay. nothing has prices. It just says 50% off. Yeah. 75% off. So we got the big box. It was cheap. It was like 20 bucks or less. It and good. it was huge. Oh yeah. And that's why we're doing the body for life challenge. Yeah. No, yeah. Real question. <laughs> How long did that last you? Oh, uh, I think we ate it in what three days? Yeah. Yeah. Like solid eating chocolate, though. Yeah. Like, Championship status. Yeah. Like endurance. We went hard. It was an event, marathon. It was like the Olympics mm-hmm. of chocolate eating. Yeah. Although if you yeah. go to if you go to um any of the stores today, we're at like the dollar store, a couple other places. They have all their mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Day stuff out already, and it's oh, yeah. Valentine's Day today. I've seen Easter stuff everywhere. Like I was trying to find the, um, like little Debbie. Uh, hearts yeah we were the on zebra cake day. hearts yeah on sunday oh, so all weird. i could find was easter stuff they don't make easter egg ones of those though they should yeah, it's super weird really mm. weird yeah cadbury eggs though Mm-mm-mm. could you imagine if they made giant cadbury eggs they make minis why don't they make giants i would be all about a giant cadbury egg oh my right now. god can you imagine yeah. just one that you could hold with both hands and it was just <laughs> like a spoon for a the faberge cadbury egg <laughs> what does that mean Faberge. It's just like decorative eggs, oh. but like they're they're big eggs usually. Oh. Can you imagine like if they made ostrich, yeah, Cadbury <laughs> eggs, yeah, definitely the Cadbury ostrich, yeah, yeah. Mm. 
Uh. I love how for Halloween they have the Cadbury Scream eggs. Have you seen those? They have green filling. Because that means you get the Cadbury eggs twice a year. Yeah. Hmm? Don't they just straight up sell them year round now, though? Usually. Probably on the internet. No, in stores you can get a pretty yeah, much all really? time. That's what I thought. Oh. Well, I, sh- I shouldn't hear these things. Yeah, you've talking. You've been talking about chocolate a lot more since you started Body for Life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or food in general. Yep. Yeah, because we're not <laughs> eating it. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're eating food. We're just not eating... Um, junk. Junk, except on Sundays. Mm-hmm. It's going well. We're doing pretty, pretty yeah. darn well with it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's cool because we're not telling each other, like... When Joe steps on the scale, I record it, but I don't tell him. So he doesn't know what he's lost, and I don't know what I've lost. Yeah. Um, yeah. How does it work as far as like meal planning, all that stuff? Oh, um, I think we kind of went over it briefly last time, but it's um, six small meals a day. Um, yeah. Uh, you do one protein and one carb, and the protein is the size of your palm. The carb is the size of your fist, um, and then uh, at least two servings of vegetables a day, 10 glasses yeah. of water a day, and... Um, Sunday's cheat day. And yeah. then um, for fat, yeah, I think you get like the size of your thumb a day. Like a tablespoon, it sounds like. About yeah, it's so thumb. like portion control. Just Yeah. See, it seems like and then um, And then like the typical bodybuilder um, workout. So it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday yeah. is lifting. So it kind of alternates between um, upper body and lower body. And then Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday is um, the HIT training, the high-intensity interval um, cardio. Yeah, I love HIT. So... Yeah. Yeah, so feel good. Yeah, all good stuff, and that's an so. important thing. So it means it'll help you stick with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, making it happen. So. And for the planning, we got a cookbook by Bill Phillips. Yeah, it's really eating good. for life. It's actually really good. Yeah, um, three of the meals, like most, there's only really uh, two meals a day that are different. Uh, the rest are pretty much the same. Yeah, we keep them pretty much the same. Uh, it's dinner and lunch. We do planned overs. Instead of leftovers, they're planned overs. You plan ahead by making extra. Um, so we have, whatever we have for dinner the night before, we have for lunch the next day. And we've been, Nikki's been picking the, mm-hmm. running ideas by me and yeah. planning it out like every last night. Sunday. Last night was like uh, turkey, um, sloppy joes. And wheat. So good. Yeah, it's really good. We made that actually a couple of weeks ago. So we had that for dinner last night and then lunch today. And then before that, I think Monday was... Um, tuna casserole, tuna noodle casserole with yeah. wheat, wheat noodles, so and like mushroom soup and on oh, it and nice. stuff, and tuna. And tonight is a shrimp boil. Yeah, we're gonna do shrimp boil. <gasps> nice, because it's Valentine's yep. Day. Yeah, so like shrimp what, what? and corn and potatoes. Probably a little more carbs than we need. Oh, and sausage might be a little bigger portion than we're planning. And um, but it's Valentine's Day. But it's Valentine's Day, so we're gonna splurge a little bit. Go for it. Yeah. So, um, CNN released these statistics they did about valentine's day this year yeah about today it's um, february 14th it is every year it is um but these are all like projected um estimates of what people are going to be spending this year 19.6 billion is the projected valentine's day spending in the united states according to the annual estimates by the national retail federation the average amount that U.S. consumers are estimated to spend for Valentine's Day-related gifts this year? Take a guess. Like, per person, the average amount estimated to be spent. Let's say 50 bucks. Nikki? $200. 
Ooh, Dan wins Price is Right rules. $143.56. Oh, you didn't specify. That's at a bit price point. That's can a I, can lot. Can I just say, though, if everybody waited until the day after Valentine's Day, instead of 19.6, it'd be 9.8 billion. Yeah, and instead That's of spending $144, you're spending, you know, not $144. Half of that. Um, Math. Total spending on jewelry for Valentine's. Total, like, everybody. A lot. $4.7 billion. I was going to say in the billions, yeah. $4.7 billion. A lot. Uh, percentage of Americans buying gift cards for today. That's a lame Valentine's Day gift. It kind of is. It's 15%. It's a, a cop-out. <laughs> 15%. That's a cop-out, yeah. Unless you're well, using the gift card. I didn't get Nikki card. anything. No, <laughs> we're getting we're each other tomorrow. Because anyway. we don't want to give each other candies and stuff If we give each other today, candy today, we're going to eat it today. So when we're it's just not gonna get it today. on sale and eat it on and sale. And that just shows that you know each other very well. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Huh. Per capita spending on Valentine gifts for pets. $5.50. Were we supposed to get judo something? <laughs> I think we're supposed to get judo and Coco something. And Coco. Oops. Um Judo got to go to doggy daycare and Coco got a day of relaxation at the Kenyan household. Yes, that is fair. Yep. <laughs> Ooh, the number of single people in America age 18 and older 50%? in 2016, according no. to the U.S. Census Bureau, uh, this group of divorced, widowed, separated, and never married made up 47.3% of all residents. They're uh, single people in 2016, 115.78 million single people. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. Yeah. Uh, approximately 144 million cards are exchanged on Valentine's Day. Damn. Oops. Um, you're telling me all these things that I forgot to do today. The year conversation hearts were first created by the New England Confectionery Company. Are those little Go. sugar things that don't taste good? Lower. Like earlier? Yeah. Zero BC. Uh, 1866. That explains why they taste like chalk. Yes. Yeah, they don't taste very good. Because they haven't changed the recipe since 1866. <laughs> yeah. Um, 75%. Uh, is the uh, chocolate's share of the total amount of U.S. Valentine's candy sales. Makes sense. Chocolate's everywhere this day. Uh, 32% of American adults surveyed by online statistics firm Statista in 2017 who said they would probably have sex on Valentine's Day. 32% of people who were surveyed. Mm. Get it? Yeah. Yeah. The... <laughs> Almost $1 billion is the amount that victims in the U.S. and Canada have lost to online dating scammers and catfishers over the past three years. On Valentine's Day or just in general? Just in general. Mm. That's, that's too many. That's, that's yeah. a lot. That's a lot of money to be lost to online dating people who don't exist. Yeah, that mm. sucks. Don't give them your money. Or don't. gift cards. Yeah, and if anybody asks you to go to MoneyGram to send you send them some money so you can take care of that legal issue, don't do it. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Legal issues. Baggage. Baggage. <laughs> Anyways, that's a scalers. red flag. Yeah. If someone on Instagram says that they can take your $500 and flip it into $5,000, do not do it. It's a scam. No. If anybody can take any money and do anything with it, it's a scam. But you know what's not a scam? Tinder? Getting uh, the new Forever in Transit album. I, I, was, finally to, out. I, I was formulating <laughs> a pitch. A I, hey, I could take uh, $10 and uh, give you a six-panel um, limited-edition jewel case I sort of whipped together with, I don't know, eight amateur progressive rock tunes that you may or may not like because they're really weird. I like them. Thank you. 
Do we have any samples? Like, do we have a pluggy thing that we can play some of the music? Oh, I'm going point? to Spotify right now. Oh, okay. oh shit. Because guess what? You can find it on Spotify. Yeah. Yep. Um, where, where can people buy it? People can buy it on iTunes, Amazon. Um, there are jewel case CDs available at foreverintransit.bandcamp.com. Ooh. Uh, albums available to stream in full pretty much anywhere you can stream to. So take your pick of platform. I'm so I'm proud a, of you. Yeah, I'm a Spotify guy myself. I like Spotify. If I may say so. Although I bought the hard copy because it's autographed. You can't autograph an MP3. But you can like spend the ten dollars you would spend on like coffee for a week, though. I like okay. So my one of my favorite things about your album, besides the music, is that on the CD it says uh, unauthorized use is encouraged. So a reproduction. Reproduction. <laughs> unauthorized. Oh, unauthorized reproduction is encouraged. So. I asked Dan, I'm like, I'm debating on getting the hard copy or the digital copy. Because I don't you know. Um, I have a CD player in my car, a CD player in my old laptop. But and he's like, well, the CD comes with a digital copy. I'm like, oh. Well, if you download on Bandcamp, like Bandcamp basically. Oh, yeah, this is the title track, Forever in Transit. It's like an instrumental prelude to the rest of the album. Um, if you buy the CD off of Bandcamp, since they assume I'm going to be shipping it to you, you can download a digital copy immediately to listen to until the CD arrives. Oh. But if you get a CD, you're like legally allowed to just rip it on, into iTunes anyway. Yeah, I'm like, Dan, how do I access the, the digital version? Like, just rip it. Like, yeah. It, oh, I, okay. Like what you've been doing for the last two years if you're DJing thing, too. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. We buy the CDs and put them in digitally. Yep. Put them in digitally for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I wonder how much total time you spent doing that. Yeah, in my life, long. yeah. Well, at least for the um, DJing. Bits. For the DJing, um, I would. I know our initial import was close to seven hours. I think our initial import from all the CDs uh-huh. when I put them in, and then we usually get CDs at like 20 to 30 at a time. <laughs> yeah. We buy them in bulk. And cause there's some really great CD stores around town that they're brand new CDs. And when you're going to, when you're DJing weddings and stuff, people aren't really looking for, um, they don't want all new stuff. They want right. the classics. Yeah. So you can go and you can buy a, like a compilation, a compilation, like best wedding songs. So like top, 25 songs from 1992. Perfect. We'll take it. That was a good year. Yeah. Very good year. But um let's see. Oh yeah. So, yeah, that was the, the that was the intro. Correct? That that was, yeah. Yes. Yeah, the Reverend Transit is interesting for me. I write all the music and a bunch of my friends sort of come on board and help track the parts I can't do or they can do a lot better. So usually guitar and vocals. Um so it mixes a lot of my um, different influences, like progressive rock, progressive metal, all kinds of metal subgenres, like um, thrash, death metal, the death metal not so much, um, new age, like that intro track, um, electronic ambient music, video game music. It's like a very mixed bag full of all kinds of different sorts of vibes and feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like like there's very pretty parts, and there's like the head banging type stuff and I like that mix this is lead single The World That Never Was yeah yeah
I just figured we could have it playing underneath while we're talking. Yeah, sure. Uh, we're talking about this stuff. Like Valentine's Day. And how it took three years for this album to come out. Yes. Yeah. That's, that, yeah. Yep. I think it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very happy if it, um, the release went really well, too. Actually, today, uh, Brazilian metal website um, posted the link to Bandcamp. It's like, hey, this album came oh, cool. out from uh, North America, nice. Black Metalers, Reverend Trans. I'm like, I had to Black translate. The, it was in Portuguese. <laughs> so I had to like, plug it into a translator, but nice. it was really, really cool to see that. Very I, got, cool. I got a whole bunch of um, Bandcamp plays and from them, and it's just nice. Like I'm like technically based in Buffalo, so it's like weird that if, even people on other continents are checking my music out. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's like the beauty of the internet. Yeah. You know, totally. it's like opened up the whole world to the whole rest of the world. Yeah, like I think uh, I have a couple of fans through Facebook in Japan, a couple from Argentina, like some all over Europe. Like Prague is huge in Europe. Mm-hmm. Just, like much closer to mainstream than it is in the U.S. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah the U.S. is interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when I went to Thailand and I was all excited to listen to Thai music. And in the airport, I, I got like I jumped in a van to like get transported to the hotel, and the, Justin Bieber was playing. Oh yeah, followed like, by Lady Gaga. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. Yes, yeah, like when I went to New Zealand, <laughs> it was all like Gautier and Kimbra, and then um, American pop music, but six months behind what was yep. trendy yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When I went to the Dominican Republic, like by the pool. I must have heard the Titanic song like 13 times that week. Yeah, I'd be fine with it. No. <laughs> See, I have different associations with it, You're on an island. Um, I saw this hilarious video of uh, Children of Bodom. They're uh, like, kind of like thrash power metal band. Mm-hmm. Um, their keyboardist just started playing it, just like an improvised version of it out of nowhere during one of their live sets. Nice. Just majestic. Yeah, I like the music video for this song. Yeah, Amanda did an awesome job on it. She, like, she was probably the last person I brought on board with the project, but she did the album artwork. She did the World That Never Was music video. She sang vocals on Trial by Fire. So, like, she ended up yeah, she's like, a big making part. this release. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she's um, already agreed to be on board for the next album too. Nice. Yeah, so. she seems to be a woman of many talents. Yeah, she's like just absurdly creative in every medium she touches she's a painter she does like um like video editing and like stuff like that um really talented vocalist she does um collaborations with a lot of edm artists from i I think she worked with a couple from europe oh wow a couple big releases there there's so much talent coming out of mom and dad's basement it's insane yeah (laughs) yeah pretty much yeah 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 i feel like it's making up for like the first like four or five years of my being down there where it was just like this hellish cacophony of like i don't know like junior senior in high school i have no idea what the fuck i'm doing <laughs> playing yeah. guitar and drums and basically like bandmates that would insist on having full stacks yeah. to 10 <laughs> i thought you were gonna say you were making up for the rest of us the rest <laughs> of the children <laughs> or you were saying the first four or five i'm like you said it Nick, children not him that's where your mind went, not mine. That's where my mind went. I'm like, yeah, I wasn't very good at the drums. I tried. Oh, you were so. good. Yeah, but not, yeah. not... You can still sit down and jam really well. Oh, yeah, I did the, at that bar the one time. I wasn't... Yeah. I don't think we were supposed to use the drums nope. out there. Nope. You did. 
but I did. I have that problem too. <laughs> I was just sitting there. We were in Guitar Center the other day, and I was waiting for, I was getting a keyboard, and I was waiting for the guy to get one from the back, which they ended up not having. They had to order it. But Nikki's like, I want to go check out the drums while you're waiting. And I was like, okay. So she left, and the appropriate amount of time it would have taken her to go to the drum section and sit down, I heard drums playing. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's terrible now. <laughs> this this yeah. can't be her. This really, she's better than this. Yeah. Turns out it wasn't her. It was just someone who played. Like, There's like, this guy over there right, doing terrible. Right as she would have sat down and played. The timing was perfect. He scared yeah. the crap out of me because yeah, he wasn't I, playing when I got over there either. He was on his phone and then just all of a sudden, boom! I'm like, oh my. And then geez, it was crappy yeah. too. Jeez, yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's always one person at Guitar Center though. You go and they're just like total virtuoso. It's like they just go to practice at Guitar Center. Yeah, they oh, yeah. go to, yeah. to show off how good they are. I may yeah. have done that once or twice. On what instrument? Well. The drums. Um, Usually oh. guitar. The electric drums with <laughs> the headphones drum. on so you couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> you just uh, move the things. Yeah, back. there was a guitar center in time, um, near Times Square last time I was in New York. I went to. And there were just like full band practices happening in that guitar center. It was just like full this free. massive, like underground guitar center. <laughs> nice. And they just they were just like having band practices with all the like, um, just floor instruments there. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Nice. It's like this is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> you go in, there's like. Those four riffs you know you're gonna hear with yeah. your guitar center, mm-hmm. and then funny. then there's me in the keyboard section just with the most obnoxious patch playing all these like weird atonal. I don't know. I have to say my threshold for what is dissonant has gone way up in the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, but you could play like straight up like pound your fist on the keyboard. I'm like, it's quite musical. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like what you're doing with that. Did you ever go to Darien Lake and play on that electric drum uh, video game just to show yeah. off? Yeah, me too. Nah, not That's to show dollar. off. Yeah. Just because people would crowd around you and be like, oh, they're playing that, along to a song. That never happened to me. That's no. how That's how Rich must feel at Lasertron at the punching bag game. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, jeez, yeah. Rich like, has spent his life saving That is That is his game. showing off at Guitar Center. So you could, yeah, <laughs> yeah, at Lasertron there's this this boxing game where you just punch this punching bag as hard as you can and we can never get the high score but yeah rich is, has a pretty good pound for side pound, note like, this one's my favorite level oh, all yes. waves yeah. yeah level all waves this, this is a good yeah. one too this is the very last one i wrote for it yeah i like this one by the way sorry this was the last <laughs> yeah yeah and I I like actually the um the very last thing I tracked too, I got the Seaboard last year, and I really wanted to include it on a song. I mean, most of the album was already tracked by that point, but oh, yeah, there's a, there's a there's a big like spacious outro at the end. So yeah. Like, yeah, but like this bass line is oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, and explain the Seaboard. If I had to explain, I would say it's a black keyboard. That's accurate. It is. I would black. I would describe but it. But go into as, more detail. I w- as a person who doesn't have one and hasn't played with one, I would say that it's a uh, it's a keyboard where the spacing between the whole keys and half keys is extremely diminished and it's very smooth so you can flow from note to note as if you're floating on the sea um accurate <laughs> yeah it's uh continuous silicone surface with ridges to indicate where the center of the pitch is you can slide in between notes so playing by var- 
playing vibrato right on the key, so you know it could be as expressive as like say a violin or a more um, analog instrument. Playing lower on the key versus higher on the key is a controller. The pressure that you put in after you hit the key controls parameters. The speed of your release controls parameters, so you can actually define your synthesizer to respond however you want in any direction of motion. So it's just absurdly expressive. Nice. Hey, it's, what did you it's, get? It's if D'Angelino was a keyboard. Yeah, pretty much. Um, question. But I'm not expressive. Dan, you are to me, damn it. What did you get on your <laughs> English portion of the SATs? I think they're graded differently from when I went. But you use big words that I have to look up. Sometimes. I don't even know. I think silicone. No, I think I got 640 on both the math no. and release part. 640. No, no. There's like words in your um in the album cover that I was like, I don't know what that means. There's a word that began with an E. If or no, oh no, it's in um the last song. Ephemeral. Is ephemeral. What does that mean? I mean? I'm just like scanning the lyrics right now. Yeah, that now. one. Um, like impermanent. What bleeding. does that mean? Like it doesn't last. Okay. You had to explain it. To, you had to like break it down <laughs> twice for me. Like life is ephemeral. Gotcha. Basically, or like I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm a big fan of thesauruses when I'm writing lyrics. Yeah. Like, have you I ever? Wanna, I want to say this, but this is stupid. So let me find a word that sounds just more upscale. I don't know. It's like um, in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt when um, I haven't seen that. Titus oh my and, gosh, dude! Titus Andromedon tries to make a song and everything rhymes with Pinot Noir. And then Nikki takes it one step farther and goes, "Her in a car, Pinot Noir." Oh, William <laughs> <Got> the <time. laughs> Oh, that's great. So, no, it's a funny show. Oh, um, yeah. I recommend it. Yeah, I'll check it out. I think Anna, Anna watched it, right? Yes. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Nikki, the other night, speaking of shows that you guys watch, um, and I haven't. Oh, okay. You don't need to anymore. Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, wait, are we going to um, give away spoilers? Is there a spoiler? No, no, it? because I, I changed the channel. Uh, I'm no, laying, for, I'm, for the listeners. I don't care. I'm laying, I'm laying <laughs> on the couch. There might be a spoiler for spoiler Gravity Falls. Spoiler alert for Gravity Falls. I don't really think it is. Um, I was laying on the couch. I had a this long day. This is a day. seaboard, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm laying on the couch, and Nikki's like, here's the remote. But she gave me the remote that's for, like, the Netflix, not the remote to change the channels, and it was on the TV. Ah. And So you could have moved. You just didn't. I, I ended up moving because I'm watching it, and I'm like, this intro isn't the same intro that it normally is. Oh, okay. I know what's going on. So <laughs> I have seen probably one and a half episodes, but not one whole episode and a half episode, just enough, like, here and there that would equate Two one and a half episodes. Yeah, and Nikki leaves me <laughs> without the remote. I'm like going to take a nap. I'm not planning on watching TV. Yeah, and she leaves me with the final episode of Gravity Falls. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Sorry. All I see is like stuff happening, and I was like, I I know I'm not supposed to know what that is or what that is yet. <laughs> Sorry. And the whole thing with like the relationship between. The two dudes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all. Like, hey, here it is now, guys. Congrats. Yep. yep. Sorry about here that. Here you go, Joe. I'm really bad at spoiling things. I was, you heard about the time I was venting to Anna about somebody spoiling the end of Dexter, and then I told her what the end of Dexter oh, was because yeah, she hadn't yeah. heard it. Yeah. Classic I'm Nikki like, moment. I'm like, I can't believe Courtney told Anne Marie that this happened. And Anna looked at me. She's like, You know, I haven't seen the end, right? I'm like, Oh. Nikki's a nice, 
accidental. There's a lot her. of oopsies. Everyone a lot. I, I say a lot of things that I probably should not accident without thinking. I think before I speak. Uh, opposite. Opposite. Re- reverse that. Reverse that. I, I speak Case in point. Explain this one, Dan. Uh, this is actually the very first song I wrote for like a metal band context, completely by myself. And the name? Um, the Glass Bridge. Very good. I wrote it in 2011, and it's been revised like seven or eight times completely. I mean, like this part has basically remained the same. This is, I think, the very first section I wrote. But just... I, at that time, I wasn't really much of a guitarist, so I was like trying to like notate it out, and that's where having a whole bunch of friends that are guitarists come in handy. Like most mm-hmm. of my friends are just guitarists. I don't know. Yeah. Did you write the uh, guitar? Or did um, I? I wrote all the instruments. All, all the, the instruments. Lyrics. Okay. I just didn't perform them. But myself. you didn't perform them. Yeah. But you wrote them. Mm-hmm. Are there yeah. any plans to perform as a full group? Um, it's been discussed. The tough part would just be coordinating everybody's schedules because we're all in different bands all in different projects right. like dave is absurdly busy and i'd the love singer. to have him yeah, yeah i'd love to have dave come on to sing um like jeremy and james the two main guitarists said they'd be down andrew hefner um he played bass on a couple tracks he said he'd be down to play bass the challenge too since i did drums and keys myself would be right. do i you know which one do i do and then i need to find a musician to cover the other one so I've been thinking I can play drums and just pipe the keys in through on a backing track if yeah. it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Are there any, like, because uh, I'm not in the Prague world. Are there any, like, music festivals or anything like that that you guys could get together to do, like, one show at type thing? I've actually really wanted to talk to, um, there's a, promoter in town, Dave Karczewski that books a lot of um, prog bands he mm-hmm. plays in a really great band, Turning Virtue I want to talk to him about maybe setting up a local prog showcase because there's there are, there are a few really good prog bands in the Buffalo area like um, you know, like Weapon X especially basically Arm Cannon but they play prog yeah. metal uh, so that, that would be really cool to do that'd be sweet, I would go yeah yeah, and he books at Ironworks too. That'd be the perfect venue. Ironworks for would be great. Ironworks is yeah. good because they also have beer. I'm Facebook friends oh, yeah. with with uh, Josh Holzman, the guy who is the GM there. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Sound there is always great too. Yeah, I like that venue. I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm the reason Cuckoo Kangaroo played at Ironworks. And we oh, were yeah. the only ones there that weren't teachers. And without children. And without children. <laughs> because when Cuckoo yeah. Kangaroo put on their website on their Facebook, they're like, "Hey, we're looking for places to play. If you know a place, you know, yeah. let us know." And I sent them a list, but I went fo- I went deep. I was like, not only the name of the place, yeah. but the co- but the but their main number, the point of contact, totally. their email yeah. address, yeah. their number. Like, here's how you get to these places, and I ranked them in pl- in like order of like this would be most likely where you could get in down. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Ironworks was farther down that list. Yep. Yeah, and it was like one of the only concerts I've ever been able to see at because it was all children. <laughs> it was great. I was really tall. Yeah, and I'm so spoiled by being a prog fan living in Buffalo because, like, all these, like, big prog bands come through and they play, like, Ironworks. Yeah. And since there are only, venues. Like, only, like, 50 people there, I'm able to, like, basically be, like, right next to the stage without it being obnox- um, obnoxious. Yeah. And even and if that place is packed, it's still, amazing. Yeah, yeah it's totally. Awesome. And, you know, live sound's always great. Um, 
so like Dave's always really great about it, like introducing me to the bands too. So it got me a lot of really cool musicians that way. You've actually like, um, what are we trained under some of them or? Oh or yeah, play, um, um, is that the right word? Well, I, I just took lessons. With took a lessons, few of them. yeah. Uh, yeah, took songwriting lessons with Paul Masvidal from Cynic. He's the guitarist and vocalist, and then last year. Uh, drove out to Cleveland and took a sound design lesson with Diego Tejeda from Haken. And then you guys brought us back Alaskan Brewing Company beer, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Welcome. Because they aren't in New York yet. Yeah. So, greatly appreciated. So, yeah, yeah, so just things that sort of happened along the way. Yeah. Very good. Nice. Well, I want to wrap this up here because it's getting late and it is Valentine's Day and we have to have dinner. Yeah. Yeah. So don't forget, go to uh, foreverintransit.bandcamp.com to, to to purchase. And if you want, uh, you can always just check it out on Spotify. Uh, Bandcamp, Spotify, YouTube, um, Apple Music. Take your pick. But yep. this is for you, Dan. This is for you. Just a little oh, what taste. Is that? This is from the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, okay. Netflix. I'm making a music video. It's called Pinot Noir, an ode to black penis. Classy. Action. That is an impressive hook. Yep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was impressive. Yeah. Right? Isn't that great? Although it yeah. doesn't compare to Forever in Transit. But. I was going to say just the juxtaposition yep. of just like That's the opposite. With <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, oh, what song should we close out with? States of Disconnection? Sure. Yeah, okay. last track that on the be, album. Yeah, I it's think that's probably a good one to... A bit of an epic. It's a massive guitar solo by James Jagow. Just Very this good. absurdly talented lead guitarist I've known for basically forever since I first started writing for Forever in Transit, actually. Nice. So we're going to end here. I'm going to let this play through fully so you guys can get it. Um, this has been episode 105. Of Diligent Loiter with Dan Shalino of Forever and Transit. Uh, don't forget you can call or text us. It's 530-68-DL-POD, 530-683-5763. Email the show, diligentloiter at gmail.com. And as always, stay serious about doing nothing.
I was drifting